Hello friends, it is just me and Josh today. We had a bit of a um, planning struggle this week. Unfortunately, Kyla is unavailable to record at the time. Yeah, so this anyway. also may be a shorter episode, too, since a it's just the A little bonus episode. End of October, we're about to enter spooky season. End of October? End of August. Life is hard. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. I'm like, that's like the end of spooky season. I'm already <laughs> drunk for the day. I wish. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I'm Joshua. I'm Kirsten. And this is the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Okay. So my story is not crazy long um i tried my best to make it long but i um well i have to send you guys my discovery plus password too but i was just watching ghost adventures and i'm like we're gonna do this one um the edinburgh edinburgh i don't know how you say it the vaults in scotland uh I'll have to find the picture to send you to. Because they look crazy. Alright, I sent you a picture of it. It looks really crazy. Because I will talk about a bridge, and when we think bridge, I don't mean bridge. Um, so, they're the underground vaults, and they're said to be one of the most haunted places in the world. In the 18th century, um, is when people started living in these vaults, but we'll go to when they built them. So it's underneath the town's south bridge in a night era, not 19, 1788, they built the south bridge to go over the valley and it was built with 19 stone archways and then they put floors and ceilings in them all, making vaulted chambers. So like this isn't like drive bridge, this is like, we're going to close this valley so we can make it flat and build buildings. Valley bridge. Did like, you look at the picture? Yeah, they're just like, it's kind of a hill, so they're just going to... Ba- like, they built... It's not a bridge, it's like a whole platform. Yeah, but you can call they, it a bridge. That they <laughs> filled in. It kind of looks like a bridge from the picture, because it's like but a little yeah. slice. But it's it's a bridge. It's just a really, really thick bridge that has a town on it. Well, and I'm pretty sure like the ro- one of the roads on it is called South Bridge, but it's not. It's just a road. It's not a bridge. I'm like, this is so confusing. And like, they don't address that in the show. They just keep calling it a bridge without like telling you it's <laughs> not like a regular bridge. It's not a suspension bridge. <laughs> um, and. So this bridge is just over a thousand feet long. And when they were finished, one of the judges in the community, his wife was supposed to christen the bridge by being the first person to walk across it. But she died just before she was supposed to. And they were like, you know what? Fuck it. She was supposed to christen this bridge. She's still going to christen this bridge. And they carried her dead body across it in a castle. Like they did like a funeral parlor. Or what is it called? I don't know. I think they kept her alive. Lo- not alive. 
Um, they kept her body like in existence, not buried. And then they just like kept her in the casket. And they're like, "All right, guys, let's just walk her on over." Eh, I don't know. Ball bears. That's what I was yeah. going for. They just had like yeah. ball bears walk her across. I hope that's what they did. I hope that's what it was. I hope they weren't just like dragging her body across. That'd be kind um, of funny. It'd be a, It would be well. Well, and a lot of people think that that is where the darkness of it came from, and that like her her, her her dead her dead her why can't I talk? I haven't even had anything to drink. Um, her death was like a bad sign, which means then and then like dragging her dead body across was a bad sign, and that they had just cursed the bridge, and now it was doomed from that from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, like, having the first thing that crosses your bridge be a dead body isn't really good for the vibes, I'm not gonna lie. Well, also, she's supposed to be the first one that crosses it, so how, if the ring bearers are carrying her, the person in the front's gonna be the first person to cross it, so are they just, like, putting her on, like, a, on a cart, pushing her across so she's Pushing her ahead. I mean, so, like, (laughs) technically, they stand on the side, so, like... Maybe yeah, if but, they have her, like, head first in the casket and they just kind of, like, push it up ahead of them a little bit. They sling an arm around each person. <laughs> 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 but also just, like, I don't think dead people should be, like, christening things. They either. they just toss the body as far as I can throw it, walk up, repeat. <laughs> like, what has the arms, what has the legs? Like, when you toss children into pools. Oh, lord. <laughs> oh, Anyway, um, when they first built the businesses on top, they were supposed to use the vaults as storage. But then when a lot of these businesses, like, I don't know, didn't do well and left, a lot of gambling places and bars and other legal clubs and stuff came in and they were like, we're operating in these vaults. And like some people, like there was like a shoemaker that was just making shoes in the vaults and that like he didn't have a like real life business and a bunch, he, of, a bunch of seedy business dealings and then your your local cobbler just in the yeah. middle of like the mafia and the underground casinos yeah can you imagine though you're like oh i need a new pair of shoes and this place has the best deals like i gotta go in these vaults and like people are like homeless sleeping in them also like i don't know it's a mess i feel like people would be nice to like the cobbler's customers isn't that usually how it works out? At least in movies and TV shows. Oh, I would hope. I mean, if you're going as far as to buying shoes from a cobbler in vaults underneath a town, I'm going to assume that you are not a wealthy person yourself. That is fair. So I'm I'm just taking a wild guess there. Um, and when the potato famine happened... In Ireland, a lot of them moved to Scotland because, like, you know, it's a hop, a skip, and a jump. And uh, many of them couldn't afford housing, so they lived in the vaults. And also, the vaults were close to a graveyard and a medical school. Okay, so this is where they think a lot of, like, the haunting comes from, is there was serial killers called... The body snatchers. 
Mm-hmm. And they they would kill people, obviously, like serial killers. But they would also steal bodies from the cemetery and store both the people they stole and the people they killed in the vaults and then sneak them through there and then sell them to the doctors at this middle or medical school so that they could do experiments on them. Crazy. Is that not the wildest thing? Who is this do doctor? You think the, do you think that the doctors knew that they were killing people? Oh. Or do you think that they were just like, ooh, happened to find some extra dead bodies that we can work on? I think it depends on how they're killing them. If they're killing them in like some gruesome ways, like you can't just show up with a, a decap, like a bunch of decapitated bodies and then be like, we dug these up. Yeah, how would you kill them? Because I mean, like, I assume if the doctors are performing experiences that are experiences, <laughs> experiments yeah, on them, then they probably like are looking closely at them. So they would have had to know. Like, I don't think they cared though, because I don't also don't think you're supposed to just like be buying bodies off people for experiments. True, true. But there's like some extent of like a doctor can be like, oh, I'll still buy these bodies so that we can like do these whatever for the schools it'll it's for the greater good yeah but then like when do you start overlooking it oh yeah well he i don't think he cared honestly no um side note have you heard of the body farm um that's where like they test the decomposition process right like and like they test a bunch of different kind of kinds of things and that's how they have found like some cures for stuff you can go and visit it in real life alive and like go look at all of the dead bodies decomposing yeah they have like a like a three-year wait list though but you can go <laughs> that's um, terrifying who would want to so i i do not like even walking up to like bodies at funerals like that oh i don't like doing that like i, wonder... I can't imagine like being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go take a look at all of these dead bodies laying around. Um, this is the body farm. I'm I kind of want to know now. Tour the body farm. It's in Tennessee. Oh no! So you can watch the forensic trainees. Um, you can see the decomposing bodies under plastic and decomposing bodies with red clothing. But why red clothing? That is weird. Some are naked, some are buried, some are hanged. Or in the trunks of cars. You gotta be a special kind of person. I don't know. The smell? I think I'd have to pass. Yeah, the smell and just like, even just like, look, like, I wouldn't want to just like, look at a dead body. Like, that doesn't sound like a fun, like, Tuesday afternoon activity when you get in on the wait list. They teach you about stuff. And, and like, that would be interesting and kind of cool, as long as I can avoid just, like, looking directly at dead bodies. That would be yeah. great. 
I'm going to donate my body to science. I'm not on a donor's list on my license. I took myself off, which I know some people are going to get mad about that, but. Mm. It's all personal choices. uh, I'm going to donate my body to science instead. Listen, if there's an accident, I'll be saved first because I'm not a donor, so. (laughs) I I don't think that's how it works. But, you know, they won't save you. No, they'll save you, but they save who's not a donor before they save people that are donors. Oh, like if they have to make a choice, like yeah, one of the factors, that's fair. Because they're like, at least we can use their organs, and they're like, this selfish bitch over here, she won't give up her kidneys, which honestly, you probably don't want them anyways. Yeah, you're already broken enough, honestly. Are your organs even good for sale? Maybe not. I've had a lot of contrast from CAT scans, so kind of ruins those boys. Honestly. If I could sell one of them, I probably would, though. For how much? What would be, like, the lowest amount you'd be willing to sell a kidney for? 70,000. You came to that number very quickly. I think that's, like, the average of what they sell for. Still not any less concerned about how quickly you came to that number. I don't know. I could also just be making it up, like, but I've heard it somewhere and it stuck with me. Uh, okay. Anyways, anyways. Um. So eventually, after all of these murderers, people, they're like, ugh getting kind of dirty down here it got so bad honestly i'm gonna say probably because of the bodies it got so bad that even a lot of like the homeless and homeless I'm, i know is not the correct word i don't know what i'm supposed to say though i'm sorry um people wouldn't live down there they're like we are good on this um also i would be too if there was dead bodies down there so they closed yeah. up the vaults and then someone else was like wandering around and then rediscovered them in 1988. And they're like, you know what we should do? Open these up again. So they opened them up and they started giving guided tours and you can go down to the vaults. And then a lot of people are like, oh, I feel dizzy. And um, when I come out, I feel fine. And then where the cobbler's room was, Apparently, there's a woman also in that same room, and she has bad energy, and she antagonizes people, but specifically pregnant women. Why pregnant women are just like, you know what sounds like fun? Going in our town vaults. I don't don't think... You know, it's a great experience for the baby. Just like, going underground not pregnant is always like a little anxiety little thing i mean it's fine and i've done it i'll go into a cave but for some reason i feel like i would be less inclined to go into a cave or something if i was pregnant i feel like a decent amount of people when they're pregnant like don't shut down like their entire life but any like vaguely risky activity that they would normally do just doesn't happen (sighs) yeah Okay, sorry. One woman was, like, saying that she's just, like, I don't even know what this lady does to pregnant people, but she just doesn't like them. And maybe she just starts yelling and making noises or 
I don't even know. Um, she's always in black and she's always tearing at her clothes and tearing out her hair. And she told psychics that she lost a child and that is why she's haunting the place. And also it's probably, she's like a, an, an avenged ghost. Is that what it's called? Vengeance? Revenge? Vengeance? Vengeance ghost? Vengeful like a- spirit. Vengeful, vengeful I think that's what people usually call yeah. it. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there, guys. Everything's fine. Um, um, a vengeful spirit. And there's also a little child ghosty ghost, and people think his name is Jack. They don't really know. A lot of people I've seen him, apparently he's super friendly. He'll wave at you. He'll tug at your coat. He'll randomly hold your fucking hand, like, I do not want a ghost holding my hand. No, thank you. And then sometimes he'll throw rocks at people. Maybe if you won't hold his hand, he throws rocks at you. That would make sense. Um, he throws rocks and, at people whose hands he's holding. False oh, sense yeah. of security. <laughs> he's like, gotcha. <laughs> um, they believe that he was a little boy that possibly disappeared in 1910. And um, apparently there is also a really dark energy down there. And they call him Mr. Boots because he wears big black boots. And they believe that he was maybe a slumlord who lived down there. But I don't understand if you're a slumlord. Because that means like you like own apartments or something, right? Yeah, but like not good apartments. But like, well, maybe he was like, why would you live in out? the vaults? True. I guess. Maybe, Maybe he, he was like, renting out vaults. That's like, what I was going to say. He claimed. monopolized them. He's like, these are yeah. all mine. I don't know if that's the right term. but Yeah, he's just like, these are mine. No one else can live here unless you give me money. Yeah. And then like if somebody did, you just he just beat them up. Apparently he also murdered a woman down there in his little she, room. She tried to uh, tried to live there without paying probably or something um oh, but if you before go before we get room... too far sorry do you think that the little uh the the go- girl that the ghost of the older lady that lost a child is mean to the child ghost or nice to the child ghost because she's mean to pregnant ladies i feel like maybe hmm Okay, but, like, this is where you have to... Are the ghosts interacting with each other? Like, are there ghost realms with the other ghosts? Can ghosts interact with each other? Like, the same way that they interact with us? I don't know. I would assume. I would assume, but, like, also, isn't there, like, a thought? Because, like, some ghosts know that the year isn't the year that they died, but some ghosts think that the year is the year that they died. That's where you get, like, these 1950 ghosts that are, like, all confused, and they're like, what is that thing in your hand? And some ghosts are like, that's a radio. If two ghosts are alone (laughs) in a room, does anyone get spooked? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. That's a good question. Um, apparently has no eyes. He wears a big long coat, and he'll shout, "Get out!" But it's so funny because these people are so animated when they do this, and it's just like this like old lady just like she's just talking, 
I don't know if you've ever watched Ghost Adventures, but then she looks at Zach Bagans and she's like, get out! And starts yelling at him. <laughs> uh. Uh, and um, so for those who don't know, Ghost Adventures is hosted by Zach Bagans and him and his two friends, Aaron and Nick, spend the night in a haunted place and they try to prove that it's haunted. Also, Zach Bagans is from Michigan. Did you know that? I did not. Interesting. And a, a lot of people don't know who Zach Bagans is. Um, he's a ghost hunter and he has his own haunted museum, which I hear is fun. Um, and he is also extremely freaking dramatic. So it's kind of funny a little bit to me. Um, and he's like in there when they're walking or walking them around the thing and it's like showing them where they're going to stay. And Zach's like, I'm going to piss off Mr. Boots. I'm going to make him mad. I'm going to stay in the corner where that dead body was found of that woman that he maybe killed. And then I don't even know. And then he's like, I challenge you, Mr. Boots. <laughs> Aggressively tries to fight the ghost. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, And so when they leave them down there, they... oh. I don't know why, but, like, sometimes they, like, randomly take random little excursions to other haunted places, and they took a little trip to the haunted graveyard. I'm assuming the same graveyard where these bodies were stolen from. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think, find the name. I don't remember where I put it. Grave, Gravefriars? Is that... Greyfire Cemetery, I think that's how you say it. Um, it is kind of weird though, because they have like statues of babies with no heads and just like that's concerning. You would think that they would take down the statue. Uh skulls with like knives through them and shit. I don't know. I think because there's like a it's a lot of history, so like maybe they don't for history purposes, but like I kind of want to go to the cemetery. I don't know about the vaults, but I'll go to the cemetery. And anyways, so I think also in one episode, I should just explain what all of the tools are for ghost hunting, I guess, because oh, there's so many different kinds. All. Oh, yeah. And then we can do our live ghost hunting adventures. That would be funny. We just take it over. Zach, uh, Josh is the new Zach Bagans. <laughs> exactly. I'll harass some ghosts. Yeah, you're also from Michigan. It works out. Exactly. Makes sense. So, and they say the night, and they're like, when they're first down there, Aaron has the camera on Zach, and so does Nick, but one of their cameras gets super freaking blurry on him, but the other one doesn't, and they're not like cheap cameras. They have like nice, expensive equipment, because it's like a show for Discovery Channel or whatever. They're not going to be like, here, use your cell phone. And Nokia from 2006. Go have fun. <laughs> that would be funny he starts like it happens when he starts challenging mr boots again when they're down there and they grab the emf thing and it starts going off and then nick is like oh my god something touched my head and then he's like ah ah it burns because they're kind of all dramatic then he goes to where he was touched and like the emf jumps really freaking high and then he goes and sits in Mr. Boots' room and hears some scratching. 
and it gets like a cold like not a cold he just gets cold and and they can also hear and i can hear it too it almost sounds like if you're living in apartments and someone's like moving their furniture around upstairs oh yeah yeah like something's being moved in another room yeah and like you can hear the footsteps too though it is really mm-hmm. weird because they are the only people down there, supposedly. Um, and then, like, so they also set up night vision cameras and they set up stuff where, for like, they set up a teddy bear for the little boy. And then, like, I don't fucking know, like, something that they thought would speak to the woman ghost and something that would speak to Mr. Boots. And they set up the night detector camera thingies, and you can see the little teddy bear just tilts on over yikes it is really weird (laughs) the poor child just wanted to play with a teddy bear only can knock it over (laughs) only to realize that he was on camera and he's like god damn it guys this is not what i signed up for (laughs) if you're gonna put me on camera you better pay me (sighs) and then that's that um so yeah it does look kind of cool, and like it could be, it's just creepy and could be haunted. So, I'd go. Interesting. We interesting. It, we can add it to the bucket the list. list. Yeah. And this was where in Scotland? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Was Scotland where you went, or was it Ireland? I went to Ireland. Okay. Okay. But like. Almost same. Basically the same. You heard it here. The landscape's the same. Scottish and (laughs) Irish people. You are the same. Their accents are almost the same. And like, because Northern Ireland's people's accents are very, I think, similar to Scottish accents. Like, they're almost thicker. Yeah, no, they are very, it's in almost the exact same area. They're very similar, but everyone usually gets, uh, the more you compare people, the more upset they get, just in general. But nice, nice. At the Edinburgh Vaults. So, like, is that something that you can, like, go walk around for funsies if you wanted to, or do you need permission I think that it is mostly closed off and you need permission and probably for, like, crime stuff. And, I mean, like, I'm sure there's probably a way you can break into it if you really wanted to. Like, catacombs, Mm. you can break into those. But, like, I don't think it's as easily accessible to just, like, open a door and walk into them. Yeah, it's not like... Because I think a lot of them you have to go through a building on the top to go down to them, I think. Interesting. Imagine living in one of those buildings that has, like, just an entrance to this whole other underground area where people can be running around. Literal underground world. Like, those buildings Uh, are probably also super haunted. Honestly, like, I don't know, man. That would creep me out. Even, like, even barring any supernatural whatever, just having, like, an entrance to a whole big underground area inside of a house would freak me out. 
Yeah, like how in Allegan they used to have tunnels that went from some houses to other houses into like the firehouse and the old hospital. Yeah, like it's cool and it's nifty, but I wouldn't want to live in any of those houses. <laughs> because We're like what if some dude just off. wants to go over there? Uh, it's sad that they cemented it Hey man, you got a beer? <laughs> Honestly, it would only be cool if I knew every person at the different ends. And we're friends with them. Exactly. Like, I, even if I wasn't, like, that good of friends with them, like, friends enough to where we were all on the same page, like, don't let murderers into your, <laughs> into your tunnel yeah. entrance. Like, you can at least trust all of them. Because if you have access to one house, you have access to the others. Exactly. It's like a... Uh, Could you lock it like a regular outside door? Oh, I would assume it would be like... So, like, I guess it's no different. It, it isn't, but it feels different. <laughs> it it just like different. I understand, like mentally, it's not different than just like oh, it's just this door that's more inside of the house leads out to like the middle of nowhere. But uh, even like doors that lead to like the basement areas of houses, like I feel like I would want to lock on like all of them. Yeah, we have locks on all of our doors to go outside, but, um, well, I hope no one knows where I live, because we also, for some reason, they lock the doors when they leave, but leave the windows on the porch open, so I'm like, you're locking the door to get into the porch, but all the porch windows are open, and we don't have a lock from the porch to the door, like, from the door that takes you from the porch to our house, we don't have a lock on that. Well, now that everyone knows... Hold on, let me find Kirsten's address real quick. <laughs> um, yeah. I just tell people I live in Grand Rapids, so you can't even like find the city I live in, I guess. Honestly, somebody will figure it out. Just like post I, a picture, I, like a small sliver of your window, and somebody could figure it out. There's disco balls hanging in it. Um I was going to say, I'm sure some people that listen to this, well, I know some people that do listen to this do know where I live, but they're also, also people that like, I've actively given my address to and be like, you can know where I live. Or they're just friends and family. You don't think that they're all going <laughs> to, you don't think any of them are going to try to break in through your porch window? Oh, I really hope that. That's <laughs> like, if, uh, not that many people know where I live to begin with. It's mostly just like family. Hi, family. Oh, hi, Kirsten's family. My mom listens to this. We can tell her, start locking the freaking windows. <laughs> Please start lo- locking the windows. Uh, I will begin posting your address on Craigslist ads. <laughs> Just like uh, leave little breadcrumbs to like slowly triangulate where I live. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just be like, oh, that McDonald's, let's... 13 degrees to the northwest of your house. It's northeast, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, I can, I suppose I can read my stories now. Yeah. We probably won't edit much out of this. We'll leave it as a a fun little... (laughs) A fun little bantering episode we haven't said too much that we have to edit out so 
So these are uh, stories that are posted to basically Reddit. Um, and I just have a bunch of like in the woods weird creature stories like skinwalkers goatmen like that kind of thing so i will be reading those until i run out of them from this thread that i found but anyway it says i've never told this story to anyone and i don't really intend to tell it again um i have a pounding migraine today and this thread has kept me good company as i've drifted in and out I don't really like talking about this time in my life, but I want to contribute. When I was about 10 to 12, I lived with my mother. Um, We were below poverty level poor, and we lived up in the mountains around Santa Cruz, California. My mother had a friend that owned a large bit of property up there, and he let us stay in a trailer just like on his land. Our trailer was very small, and right beside it there was a garden. A chain link fence ran around the garden um, just to keep the dog that the owner had out of the garden and any other animals that might meander around the area, deer and that kind of thing. Bunnies. Bunnies. uh, Dogs. Random things. Bunnies eat up your garden. Honestly. And do squirrel... Groundhogs. That's what I was going for. Yeah. But how do you... Would a fence, like, slightly buried help against a groundhog just, like, popping up and... No, you usually have to kill with those. Shit? Unfortunately. Or set traps. That killed yeah. them. <laughs> you have to kill them one way or another. Dude, my grandma used to have a garden. She, you gotta set traps, you gotta catch the groundhogs. I saw that really weird. And you gotta shoot groundhogs. them. Groundhogs. Imagine, <laughs> instead of shooting them, you just released them into the, the gardens of your enemies. Oh, I should tell her. But like, Grandma, I know you don't garden anymore, but that's what you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anyone that you don't like, you know that uh, that person that beat you out for the blue ribbon at the state fair last year? <laughs> yeah! She does enter stuff in the fair. <laughs> but, for, but for crocheting, not for her garden. <laughs> <laughs> just send, send them some groundhogs it'll take away from their crochet time yeah they would be too busy trapping them <laughs> like, I gotta um, fill all these holes <laughs> where do they keep coming from they find out and you're just sending the same groundhog back and <laughs> forth <laughs> Um, anyway, also inside of, like, that fenced garden area, there was a, like, small building that was, like, a single room. It was basically just, like, a tiny house. Um, but it had... Yeah, basically. But it had electricity ran to it. And so he would just spend a lot of time in there, just, like, trying to play video games. Um, and then they also preface, sorry, the story will be fairly long. I'm not bad at writing. Um, I just want to tell it right. (laughs) So. Side note, my neighbors have a whole ass chimney on their little shed in their backyard. Yeah, they just, they made a fancy little shed. Yeah. But why do you need a fireplace in a shed? I don't know. I'll send you a picture of it later. It's funny. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Have you ever seen smoke come from it? I literally just noticed it in the summer. 
So. What if they just like hotbox their shed and that's just like a little air escape? If you heat your own house through like like a wood, a wood burning thing, do yeah. you, can, do you, can you do that from the outside or do you do that from the inside? Or can you do it either way? Like the wood burning stove? A lot of those are inside. Um, huh. Yeah, a lot of them are inside. I actually just I went just to my friend's house. I just imagine that his little wife sits out there and lights a fire and reads a book to get away. That would be so cool, honestly. Yeah. Little chill area. I'm going to think that's what it is. <laughs> says there was one thing um, that you should. It says. Sorry, I lost my place. There was only one thing that uh, that's kind of important too. that small like fence in area was only a small part of the property, but most of it was heavily forested. Also, they refused to leave the fenced-in area just because the owner's dog had been mistreated by children in the past and was very sketchy towards uh, her all of the time. Says, if I was alone, it would bite at me even through the fence. Um, and the fence was at least seven feet high, but it wasn't movable. So, like, as long as the gate was closed, they were fine. And... Um, so that said, it's a tiny bit of the property and there was no one else for miles and miles. Um, says, I think it's important that you understand what kind of scene this was before I really get into the story. We have a fenced-in location that seems fairly safe. It has a trailer and a single room with power that is not connected to the trailer and then nothing else around for miles. My mom's van is parked outside of the front gate uh, to the fenced-in area. And a single unpaved road runs from this, like, garden area for about a mile to the main house. Imagine having a garden, that kind like, of money. a mile away from your house. That kind of money in the mountains of California. And to honestly. be able to have your own paved driveway from your house. No, unpaved, unpaved. It is unpaved. Wow. Sorry. Oh, I heard wrong. No, it's fine. Either way. Um, it's like either a little way. dirt path. Yeah. And, like, that a car can drive on. making a path. Especially, like, a big enough path for a car to get onto. Which is, like, could be, like, oh, they had it in the family for however long, da-da-da-da-da. But, like, property is Yeah, but you still got to put gravel down. Exactly. You're not just driving on dirt. I mean, you could be, and I have been on roads like that, from, like, farm to beach place. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, somewhere, somewhere around that area. I'm going to imagine um, it's graveled, just for my peace of mind. Exactly. We'll, we'll imagine it's gravel. It says, now and then, um, I brought friends up there to sleep over. It says, we all thought it was, like, pretty cool, you know, like, camping out, sort of. And then they also had their own little room, because it wasn't attached to the trailer. So they could just, like, sit and chill in this room and, like, play video games all night. And it's kind of more separated than like just a bedroom in a house would be the downside though was that when it got dark out it got really dark out there was no city around the trailer wouldn't be lit up and there was no bathroom to use in the woods you would have to walk through the dark garden in order to get to the trailer to use it odd things would happen from time to time out there 
And it was always something that could be somewhat easily explained away, like um, noises, like people working at night sometimes. Or once me and a friend were sitting out in the garden and we saw a shadow as big as a small bear bound up the tree, but the tree didn't shake like there was a weight on it. Also, don't bears not climb up trees? No, and it was just like a big shadow that climbed up a tree. But like that kind of could just be like, oh, it was just like a weird light or something along those lines. Like things that were weird, but like, and with the tree not shaking, it's just like, oh, I probably imagined it. Yeah. Um, And they said the dog also creeped them out, but just probably because it was an angry dog and they were a kid. And so sometimes that happens. Um, says, now I'm a scaredy cat. I always have been, to be honest, I don't know, uh, why I hang around these threads. Um, (laughs) but they said, I have trouble walking through a lit house if I'm all alone. Says, my friends, however, tend to be more outgoing, just the kinds of people I get along with. This time I had a friend over, their name was Jacob, and we ended up spending all night playing a Sonic game on a Sega Genesis and a ratty old TV. Um, We started playing as the sun went down. And by the time that they were finishing up, it was about 2 a.m. And so they were playing all throughout the night. Little gamer boys. Little gamer boys. (laughs) Um, So that's when we heard it. We turned off the game, like, ready to find something else to play. And there was a rumbling in the woods from behind that room that we were in. Like somebody was rolling around with something heavy around. We hadn't really heard it before because the noise from what we were playing was pretty loud. And immediately I had goosebumps. Jacob, though, wasn't really worried about it, but it's not like, um, but like, it wasn't like there was just somebody else's house or yard right over there. And so it's like, what the fuck is it? They kind of knew like, there shouldn't be anything, uh, rolling crazy. Exactly. So it sounded like somebody was constructing something or some shit, just dragging or rolling something really big. Eventually, uh, Jacob convinced me to just play some more games. I agreed on the condition that we turned the volume down, just so, like, if something was happening, they could kind of hear it. So we started playing, and I didn't even notice the noise stopped because I was getting really engrossed. Um, A couple of hours later, Jacob said he had to use the bathroom. I was feeling fine by then, so when he left the trailer to relieve himself, um... He was just like fine chilling. He was taking a while, so I decided to go check on him. Besides, I could use the bathroom and grab a snack while I was at it. I opened the door to leave, and he was just standing at the doorway, right outside the door, facing it. Um, And it scared the shit out of me. And I asked him what he was doing, and he just stood there, blocking the exit. So I realized he must have sneaked up to the door because I could hear him walk away from the room, but I hadn't heard him walk back up to it. And it was super quiet without the noises of the city, so like hearing somebody walk up should have been pretty easy. 
Yeah. He refused to say anything or respond, and he just stood there. I told him he was really creeping me out, um, but it wasn't, like, super crazy or unlike him to try to scare and, like, just try to get a rise out of them. So finally, I decided to just go to the trailer and use my bathroom, use the bathroom myself, partially because I knew my mother was asleep in there. So I told him what I was doing, then moved past him. When I pushed him out of my way, his skin felt freezing to the touch. So I jumped a little, but it was cold that night, and he had been standing out there for what I would have assumed was 30 minutes. So it's like, ah, I guess like that's to be expected. Like He was yeah. being a weirdo, just standing out in the cold for half an hour. So I walked as quickly as I could over to the trailer, and he followed me like right on him. It was an unnerving. I joked a little saying that he already surprised me by scaring me at the door. The joke is over already. Finally, I got to the trailer and walked in and he didn't follow, just stayed at the doorway. I checked in on my mom, who was fast asleep, then turned to go into the bathroom. Now, it being a porta potty, we keep the bathroom door shut because it just smells bad to leave a porta potty door open. Yeah. So when I reach for the door and try to open, though, it's locked. And a nervous voice came from behind the door. Uh, I'm in here. <gasps> so I quickly turned to look at Jacob, but the door was still open and there was nothing there but pitch black night. I froze in terror. I would have heard the bathroom door open if he had come in behind me and gone that way. And there is no way to like do it quietly because it's just a creaky door. I yelped so loud that my mom woke up startled and I stared at the doorway, unable to bring myself to move a muscle. She got up, walked over there and looked out, not seeing anything uh, particularly abnormal. She closed the door and asked me what was wrong. Um, by now, Jacob was coming out of the bathroom and acting perfectly normal, but a bit confused. I explained what happened and Jacob said that he was just taking a long time in the bathroom and basically neither of them believed that him like no matter how much they insisted uh, my mom just said that I would got sleepy and imagined it and Jacob just thought I was trying to prank him um you were pranking me no you were pranking me the really the skinwalker outside it's just like no i was gotcha both of you. <laughs> Yo. so anyway the mom brought out a flashlight when walked them back to the room just told them to go to sleep and then she left and went back to bed herself says now this room doesn't have any windows or anything so after a while i calm back down I'm telling uh, myself that my mom was right. I must have been like having like a walking dream or like sleepwalking of some sort. And Jacob uh, insisted that he was in the bathroom the whole time. And says I'm inclined to believe him because there was just no way really to get around behind them and into the bathroom without being heard. And especially that quickly. And so I settle down. I'm a little rattled, but I think I can just sleep off, sleep it off through the night. And then suddenly the dog just starts going nuts outside right behind us. 
the room is up against the fence, so the dog must have been, like, right behind the room on the other side. Jacob just starts la- or it says, I felt like I jumped so high, I was surprised that I didn't hit the roof. So Jacob's laughing at me like, ha, dog's barking at a squirrel or something and you're freaking out. So it keeps going like that for a long time. Suddenly, the barking stops and get re- gets replaced by a whimpering. We hear the dog run away, and there's about 45 seconds of silence before we hear something new. A small scratching sound on the back wall of the room. We both try to stay as silent as we can, and eventually it stops. After five or so minutes of silence, Jacob decides he's going to be brave and insists to go get up the mother, tell her something crazy is going on, and we'll just, like, go from there. Um, That they just needed, like, an adult. Because they're both, like, young kids. Just, like, yeah, this is too much. And uh, he said, like, I wish he wouldn't leave me alone, but there's no way I'm going out there. And um, he grabs a tennis racket trying to arm himself. And then takes a couple deep breaths and opens the door and runs out. So I close it as quickly as I can behind him. So in less than 30 seconds, I hear a scream. And not long after, the door flies open. He comes back in looking pale as a ghost. And he's breathing like he just ran a marathon. His eyes look as big as dinner plates. And I ask him what's going on like four or five times before he finally starts getting words out. He says, he tells me he walked out there and as he was walking through the garden, he saw my mom just standing there. He tried to talk to her, but she stared at him with a blank expression and getting super creeped out just because like of what they had told him earlier. He like took another couple steps towards her, telling her that he thought something was in the woods. And suddenly her face turned into an awkward smile. Then he realized something terrible. He hadn't noticed it sooner because of the darkness and how much of a hurry it had been on. But she was on the other side of the fence. Um, Weird. Yeah. Now, this room does not lock. And as I explained earlier, it had no windows. So, um... He had been, like, trying to move stuff in front of the door just, like, while he was telling his story about, like, being outside. Um, And it said, in retrospect, whatever was harassing us seemed, like, adverse to actually entering the room or the trailer. Because the Jacob one didn't come in either time, and he, like, could have. Like, either time, like, either when they opened the door to the room or when the door was open to the trailer, they could have, like, come into the room but just decided against it or, like, didn't do it. Um, and either yeah, way, the room... Weird. Yeah, like, why wouldn't it come inside him? Like, it's why are you standing rules? outside? <laughs> Did just come in and murder me, please. I don't like this. Either way, 
they stacked everything that they could against the door, thinking that, like, this will definitely work. For the rest of the night, they heard scratches coming from what felt like all around the room. Um, and at one time, they said, I thought I heard it speak. I heard it from right next to where I was resting against the wall, in my mother's voice, quietly. The exact same phrasing and intonation that she had used earlier in the night. What's wrong? Immediately followed by go to sleep. Just like really yeah. quickly, like what's wrong? Go to sleep. The sun must have eventually come up and the scratching eventually stopped. And when we heard our mom coming to get us this time, actually hearing the footsteps, they refused to leave the room. The mom had to call her friend that was the owner of the property and have them take off the door to like get the kids to come out of the room because they were so they scared. Come out. They oh just gosh. refused to come outside. And especially like if there's no windows, you really can't tell how long yeah. it's been or like if it's daytime or what's going on. And they said if we never had any experience like, like these again and eventually moved away. But that night still haunts me, and I still refuse to go out at night unless I'm with a bunch of people, and I will never live in the woods again. I honestly am terrified of the woods. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I love being in the woods, but also, like... Nothing like that has happened to you. Nothing like that has happened to me, and also being, like, alone out in the woods is a lot spookier like even when me and my friend taro were just like sitting at the stone beach there were like two of us but it yeah. got really dark and we had to walk back to the campsite by ourselves like it's just spooky when uh you can't really see further than your flashlight goes i don't like being in the dark in the woods when it's that dark either like yeah it's nothing to you. <sighs> To me, it's fine, like, if you're not moving, like, if you're, like, at a campsite and you have, like, a fire going and there's, like, other people around you, but mm -hmm. just, like, trying to go to the bathroom or, like, walk out into the middle of the woods, like, it's just, you never know what's out there. Yeah, I'm not about it. I am, um, just against camping at this point. No. So we're gonna go on a camping bonding exper uh, trip experience experiment. What is In it? Exercise. That's the word the that backyard. I was going for. A bonding exercise. We could like um in my backyard. <laughs> I got some trees back there. Like I barely like riding my bike through the trails through Grand Rapids sometimes. If it's, like, too early in the morning, just because, like, there's no one. I don't like it when there's, like, absolutely no one else. Because I'm like, what if someone just comes up behind me and just snatches me away? Honestly. But, like, what if somebody just snatches you from your backyard in your house? Well. <sighs> At least I know I did my best to try and be safe. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <sighs> um. Anyway, I do have another story that I can read that's, like, decently short. It shouldn't take too, too long. Por qué no? Por qué no? Okay. 
as long as you have time. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh. Said, okay, so I have a story. Not sure if it's paranormal, but it freaked me out. Says they were living in Arizona and went camping with some work friends in the Sedona area. Um, they were in a wooded area near a river. And it comes important later. And it says one friend has speech issues. He has uh, roticism issues. And so he couldn't say R words very well. Mm. And uh, I'm going to name him Kevin because they refer to him as roticism guy. And I, I don't enjoy that. No. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Poor buddy. He needs some but, new friends, uh, dude. <laughs> honestly. Kevin. But I mean, usually they don't say names in these threads, but. <sighs> yeah, but you can give someone a fake name. Just exactly. Give someone a fake I'm name. giving him the fake name, Kevin. Good so, anyway, uh, we went camping in a remote area and they set up camp near the river since it was before like mosquitoes were too crazy so they could be close without getting eaten alive. So, Kevin is a quiet type, so he just kind of like falls into the background, doesn't really talk to too much. This is don't really see much of them. Everyone is running around, exploring, swimming, just kind of like meandering around the campsite. Um,. Eventually, it starts getting dark, and it says Kevin still wasn't really around, but no one is too worried. It's like a grown dude. Everyone can take care of themselves, and it's not really like that late. But then it starts getting darker, and then people are like, where did he go? Eventually, Kevin finally shows up and takes a seat by the campfire, and he just starts staring like very blankly into the campfire. So I ask if he's okay, and he just says yes. And I ask, like, oh, where was he? What was he up to? And he just didn't respond. So he's always been kind of, like, quiet and aloof, and so it's, like, just, just kind of let it go. He's back. We're all, like, we're all accounted for safe around the fire, so we're fine. So I start having fun with my other friends again, just kind of, like, forget about him. So I go to bed, and Kevin and a few others are still up. So this felt good going to bed, but couldn't fall asleep. Just got more and more restless, drifting in and out. Just kind of have to go pee. Thought maybe, like, uh, if I get up, like, walk a little bit, it'll help me fall asleep. When I get out of my tent, Kevin is still in his exact spot. Barely able to see, and I'm barely able to see him just because it's, like, burned out. The fire is, like, burned down to coals. Like, it's not going anymore. So nearly shit myself. Creepy as fuck. Uh, can't really describe it. He was just like sitting there completely still. Just like looking at the coals. And then he like rubbed his hands together and put them near the fire pit. Like he was still like warming them around a big fire. Like he was just kind of acting it out. Far away but has his yeah, hands up. Exactly. It's just like ah nice warm fire when there's like nothing there. <laughs> He's not really sure what to do. And then finally he like turned or Kevin like turns and looks at me. He just starts saying like, are you okay? It's like 4 a.m. Probably should go to bed soon. And then it says suddenly stands up and starts talking. It's acting cheery, but can't really seem to like put emotions behind it. Which like that part, I also do that when I'm tired sometimes. <laughs> I'll still like use the same like words and inflections but like sometimes you're just tired yeah i do that when i talk to strangers 
Yeah, exactly. He starts talking for a few moments and he was just like, ah, oh, the sun's going to come up soon. We can get another good hike in before we have to leave. He's like, do you want to go on a hike with me? Like right now? Doesn't want to let anyone know else to come or know where we're going. Doesn't want me to change or put shoes on. And he says, gets more and more persistent on, um, like, we should go on, we should go hiking right now. And then it says, suddenly realize that he's pronouncing words perfectly. Like, sometimes he can't say words correctly for his life. And this guy has not messed up a single word this entire time. So I start freaking out, say that I'm going to go wake up the others, like, ah, they can come with us. So I go towards the tents and rattle them, just, like, yelling to my friends that it's time to get up. And this entire time, I never take my eyes off of him. So he sits down, returns to his pose of just staring at the coals. Says, my friends get up pretty pissed at me. Um, but it's like, I don't really give a fuck right now. You're like, I'm not just... dying tonight. Exactly. Says, say anything that needs needed just to, like, keep them awake and, like, not be the only person awake anymore. One guy starts complaining about the cold and starts talking about how he needs to get firewood. And Kevin offers to join him. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I try to, like, lie to them to keep them, like, still? Or do I uh, just let the friend go off with him and be thankful that it's not me? And then it's like, I made a bad decision and it was just like, I volunteered to join them. Like, to go all three together as a big happy family. That's what I was thinking I would do, though. Yeah, because at least, like, you have one other person that's probably not a psycho. <laughs> yeah. It's two against one at that point. And it's like, when I do this, Kevin just kind of, like, stares at me for a second. So it might have been a glare. It might have just been, like, him just kind of, like, looking at me. Either, either way, he's like, I'm going to save my friend's life. He's um, like, you didn't want to go on a hike and now you want to go get camp wood? Ex honestly, the dude's just like, wow, you didn't want to hang out with me. but <laughs> We couldn't be alone and now you have to join me and this dude? <laughs> exactly. But anyway, they go out to get firewood and Kevin's like just kind of like following them, not really like going with them, but just kind of like fell behind them and is following them closely. So I don't leave my friend's side for a second and I keep looking back at Kevin. Friend kind of like figures out like what's going on here? Like why are you being so weird? And then he starts looking back too. He's starting to like kind of get that he's acting weird, that Kevin's acting yeah. weird. He's just like staring blankly, doesn't really talk unless he's spoken to. And it says, we'll do like weird out of place actions. Like he'll kneel down and pull his shoelaces around like he was pretending to tie them. Like things that would be normal if you do them once, but like it's just kind of like every other step, like lunges, but now you gotta tie your shoes. Exactly. <laughs> Says once people wake up, no one but me and my friend really notice that Kevin's acting weird. He'll randomly talk to the, the others, trying to get them to go off alone with him. And it says no one does since he's always so weird about it. He asked one guy if he wanted to go take a piss, for example. And says like Kevin's like quiet, but he's not like 
actually weird like that, and so people are starting to be like, why is this dude being weird? Yeah. But anyway, like, no one ends up going out with him, and it's time to, like, pack up, time to go. And while they're driving, they get near Sedona, and Kevin just asks to be let out. He says that he'll just walk the rest of the way. What the fuck? Kevin lives in Phoenix, a two-hour drive away from where they actually are. And he's like, I just let him out, didn't, like, give any fucks, just wanted him out of the car. Um, Other people were kind of confused. He didn't (laughs) care. What the fuck, man? Exactly. He's like, you're just gonna let him, like, make this decision? Anyway, like, while they're driving off, he stares at him, and he doesn't really move, just kind of, like, standing there. And then eventually, he can't see him anymore. And as soon as they're out of sight, he starts telling the others about what was going on. The other people are, like, commenting, like, yeah, he was acting weird, but, like, we shouldn't have just left him in the middle of the woods. And, like, no one but the fire and he's like trying to like say like it wasn't him just being weird like something was actually wrong no one but the firewood friend really believed him and he doesn't really speak up much to like try to defend his case yeah they drop it and back at work kevin doesn't show up for a few more days and when he does get back exactly and when he does get back he stays like very far away from uh from the main person that was reading this doesn't he says doesn't offer to uh go to the bathroom with any people anymore anyway he's like starting to act more normal and eventually uh he talks to him and kevin's pissed as to like why we just left him out there like kind of like an asshole thing to do and it's like i start yelling at him for being so damn creepy and besides like he asked to be let out And the more arguing, they found out that he claims that someone took him to show him something on the first day. They walked for hours, and then he disappeared. Says he was lost in the woods almost the entire time. And so it wasn't Kevin that spent the night with us. Says never speak of it again and never tell Kevin my side of the story. So he was lost, and then he came back, and everyone was gone. So he did walk his entire, but uh, but like that's where I would. He probably like else. found a way home, but Ooh. like also like if that happened to you, would you say shit about it? Like, what do you do? Like if you're, it's I would like, like no, you just assume that car. like everyone just fucking hated you. But oh. also, yeah, I'm I'm sure that like at some point. People would be like, why did you just, like, leave the car? But then would you believe them? Like, But, like, if if everyone else on the camping trip was like, you were in the car and you asked to be let out. Yeah. And then I was like, no, you guys left me at the fucking campsite. And I would be like, you guys, that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, you know that's I mean? crazy either way. Yes, those were my two stories for the day, and two I have skinwalker stories. quite a few more. I have a lot of skinwalker stories. They're my favorite. I like them, too. They kind of freak me out, though. You know, it's fair. 
All right. Well, go follow our Instagram at the weird and suspicious. You can email us at the weird and suspicious at gmail.com. Twitter is the weird and sus. And I'm Kirsten. Have a good day. I'm Joshua. Also, have a good day, night, whatever it is, whenever you're listening to this. Bye bye. Bye.